It was too little too late for the Wolfpack on the road at Virginia. We're now in late January, and the quad one wins are still elusive. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? It's time to get locked in with Locked On. Thanks for making Locked On Wolfpack your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Happy Thursday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. As I mentioned in the lead-in, it was too little and too late for the NC State Wolfpack men's basketball team on the road at Virginia on Wednesday night. A 59-53 to overtime loss to the Cavaliers marked by an extremely slow and painful start. An exciting comeback in the second half, and then a little bit more pain to cap it off in overtime, falling short in what was a must-win game for NC State at this point in the season. It's tough to go on the road and play at Virginia and leave with the win. We had our chances. Virginia even gave us chances late in the second half, but the Wolfpack could not take advantage. I'm tired, Grayson. I'm tired. Time after time, we find ourselves with another quad one opportunity. Every single time we play a quad one team, we get up here and we say the same thing. Just different versions every single time, just a different version. At some point in time, you know, Coach Keith said he's sick of people saying that the team ain't tough that the team ain't this, the team ain't that. Well, this extends beyond the team, brother. At some point in time, at some juncture, we are going to have to face the reality that either we start winning it. Actually, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Because I, I'm not going to say at some point in time we ha- will start winning or have to start winning because you've had 30 damn tries. And do you want to guess our record against Quad One in those 30 games, Grayson? Unfortunately, I've seen it, uh, and it is it is not pleasant. Three and twenty-seven. Yeah. I'll talk about how abysmal we are from deep all the time. Oh, we need to shoot better. We need to shoot better. We need to shoot better. Do you know what three and twenty-seven is in terms of winning percentage, Grayson? Ten percent. When the Wolfpack walk out of the tunnel and they are coached by Kevin Keats and there is a quad one opportunity in front of them. One of my favorite rappers is Rimble. And he, in the song, he once said, well, he performed when he has money right in front of him. No! We never perform 
We never perform when the money is right there in front of us. So with that being said, at this point in time, I understand why the apathy is there. I understand why people feel about Keats the way they do. And I hate to make this about Coach Keats's tenure overall because I want to talk specifics. I want to talk the fact that we shot poorly again. And at a point in time, when the team continues to shoot like this over this prolonged period of time, it's not just about the players and make or miss. At, at a point in time, it becomes what went wrong in our roster construction that we don't have enough guys that can stretch the floor consistently, that we can not be great, not be world beaters shooting 40 to 45% from deep, nothing crazy like that. Just give me something decent. Give me 33, 34, 35%, and we'd be just damn fine. But instead, here we go again, Grayson. You and that perfectly manicured head of yours, me and this bald head is blowing smoke like the Ghost Rider, saying again, slipped away from us. Oh, we were so close. Oh, if this one foul would have been called, foul would have been called instead. Oh, if this one thing would have happened instead. I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And like I said, I have gone from semi-apathy to if Keats does not make the tournament this year, if they do not find a way to turn this ship around immediately, if he does not find a way to get this team to win the ACC tournament, goodbye, farewell. It's, it, it's time to say goodbye. It's time to say goodnight to this Kevin Keats experience. And that's all I got to say about this game. Kenton, you know the meme that often goes around where it's a guy standing in the corner and he's like, they don't know I'm musty. And then everyone else in the room says, yes, we do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For quite some time now, there's been an elephant standing in the corner. And he says, they don't know I'm an elephant. And everybody else in the room says, brother, you're three and 27 in quad one opportunities. And you're right. You're 100% right. I, too, am tired of doing this. I'm tired of building up towards something and maybe I guess expecting that maybe this time it'll be different because it hasn't been. And again, we're not, we're not on here to berate Kevin Keats and what he's done over the course of his time here. Funneling this back into what we saw Wednesday night, this was a game that if NC State wants to keep their tournament hopes alive, you had to find a way to win it. You shot 25% in the first half. You can't talk about this game without mentioning the the Valiant comeback in the second half. There is something to be said for that. You knew coming into this, Charlottesville is a tough place to play. Virginia is going to play you much differently than they did the first time. Not only did you shoot 25% in the first half, I said this yesterday. You could probably tell in this game from the jump if NC State was going to have it or not in this game. And from the jump, we did not have it. Absolutely did not have it. 9.8 times out of 10, when you're doing that on the road in Charlottesville, it's going to spell disaster. The first half was a disaster. You put up 15 points. You couldn't establish any type of shot making, shot selection. You go into halftime and it's 27-15. Here's where the credit comes back in. You outscored them 32-20 to in the second half. But here's the problem with this. Because you played so poorly in the first half, it ultimately amounted to nothing. We made a valiant effort, okay, but you still lost the basketball game. You went on the road to win the basketball game, and you didn't get it done. Where do we go from here now? Well, you have another opportunity. I Notice I said opportunity and not quad one opportunity because it 
has since been downgraded to a quad two on Saturday up at Syracuse. That now feels pretty much do or die to me. We are now comfortably on the wrong side of the bubble. I don't think there's any debate on that as it stands currently. We have now put ourselves in a hole here, and it's it's more of the same. It's rinse, wash, and repeat. At some point in time, you got to figure it out. But even beyond that, just because I said that, it does not mean, hey, I want Keats fired today and go look for a new coach. There is still life in this team. There is still fight in this team. But damn it, this team needs to go from fighting to winning. This team needs to go from treading water to actually getting in some feasible movement in terms of, of going in the direction that they want to go and not just going with the current. That that has to happen immediately. Because at this point, if Keats cannot get this team to go where they want to go, then he needs to go and find another job. He needs to go and update that LinkedIn. I'll stay with the at-sea analogies here. The boat is currently taking on water. And I believe this probably started with the loss to Virginia Tech. Quite a bit of additional water has now found its way into the boat after the loss at UVA. There's enough water in the boat now that you're on a downward trajectory. I say all that to say we're running out of time. Syracuse now must win. Miami after that must win. You have to go on a run here. You are nearly out of time and uh, clock's ticking. And again, we don't do fluff pieces or hit pieces here. At this point in time, we're not going to sit up here and pretend like, you know, hey, there's something going on that we're not seeing. This is a results-based game. And our results have not been good when playing quality competition. And that's all there is to it. To be quite honest, we're really not going to get into the details of this game. Everyone saw it. Everyone knows about the frustrations in this game. We're going to choose to talk about some football scheduling because we need a little bit of sunshine in this episode. So stick with us after a quick word from our sponsors. Our Thursday sponsor is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. But it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, and LED headlights, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. That's because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. We got the bad part out of the way. Time to talk about the good. We have now successfully made it through all three days of the ACC football schedule reveal, as bizarre as that whole ordeal was. We now have NC State's 2024 football schedule. We're going to talk about this a billion more times between now and the end of August, but it's good to finally see the games in order of which we'll be playing this fall. Obviously, we all know about the Thursday night opener against Western Carolina. We discussed this already this week as that was announced that you have Tennessee in week two, neutral site game. The fact that it's in Charlotte, a neutral stadium, expecting a whole lot of red, expecting a whole lot of orange, and it's a very good litmus test for this team 
in week two that early in the year. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing that I look at in terms of uh, that game beyond the whole measuring stick factor of it is this is we talk about getting to Charlotte all the time. We talk about, hey, at the end of the year, you want to be in Charlotte. You want to be in Charlotte. What better way to show your players? This is where envision it. That's true. Envision it. This is where the goal is to be. But in order to be here, we need to take care of today and be where we be where our feet are today. We need to do that day in, day out. Hell, if I was Coach Doran, I'd take him during the summer and say, listen, this is the goal. We know for a fact we're coming here once to play a very good Tennessee team. And I guarantee you that game will set the pace for where we end up at at the end of the year. It can absolutely set the tone early if you find a way to knock them off in that game. I, I can't imagine what the buzz will be like if that were to happen. But no, I, I love that idea. Take the boys down there this summer and let them know if this is where we want to be. Visualize it right now, and then we got to go get back to work. It's good bulletin board material because sometimes you can circle a game on the schedule, and then if you make it there, you make it there, but you get to see it beforehand you get to taste it a little bit goes without saying it's one of the biggest games on the schedule but maybe it has a little deeper meaning uh for the team that early then of course you welcome louisiana tech back to raleigh i believe we played them maybe two years ago three years ago i think it was 2021 then we have clemson on the road in week four i've seen some moaning and groaning about this my stance on this is i like it i want to get clemson early in the schedule for a couple reasons One, I think a lot of the worry for Wolfpack fans is what if we don't exactly have our stuff together by week four? What if we're not playing at our highest level by week four and we got to go down to Clemson? Well, here's the thing. Who's to say that Clemson's going to be playing at their highest level by week four? You simply don't know yet. And to, to piggyback on that point, Clemson's lost a lot of talent this year. They're not bringing in anything from the transfer portal, so they're replacing all of that in-house nc state we made our improvements and i like a lot of matchups in that game particularly that favor the Wolfpack. and my second point here if we're going to make it to charlotte we got to go through clemson regardless you have to play them regardless whether it's in week four or week eight or week 10 it doesn't matter you have to play clemson you can't hide from them you're going to play them eventually i would rather play them early think about it this way The two teams that make it to Charlotte, they're not going to know this until probably beginning of November, maybe late October. So for NC State at that point of the year, would you rather have to play Clemson to get to Charlotte? Or would you rather have to play Stanford to get to Charlotte or Duke? I think many of us know the answer there probably. So I'm perfectly content with seeing Clemson that early in the schedule. I want to take it to them as soon as we possibly can. You know, the thing that I find so interesting about this is, why are you all afraid for the people who are, right? And I say that to say the reality of this thing is very, very simple. Trevor Lawrence ain't walking through that door. Sorry to tell you. DeAndre Hopkins not walking through that door. I'm sorry to tell you. C.J. Spiller and company not walking through that. Well, C.J. Spiller is a coach on the staff now, but you get the point. He's not suiting up anymore. Stop worrying about, oh, man, are we going to be able to – that's just two really tough games back-to-back. Those are two tough games at the beginning of the season. Only one of them is in conference. Guess what? 
you can walk out of those two games, even if the worst case doom and gloom scenario that many people have in their mind comes true. You have one conference loss on the season. Exactly. The world is still yours at that point if you want to go get it. But put your big boy britches on and head, be ready because this team should be ready for those games. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of the concern is about playing two high-quality teams in a matter of three weeks at the beginning of the schedule. Well, here's the thing. After Clemson in week four, you're looking at a bit of a pillow schedule after week four. Week five, you have Northern Illinois at home. Week six, Wake Forest at home. Week seven, Syracuse at home. Then you go at Cal for the first time, which is still very weird to say that. We're playing California this year as an ACC game. That is a fact. And then after Cal, you have a bye. Now, I do think the bye comes very late. You got to play eight games before you have a bye. That is a little bit grueling, especially because the eighth game is at Cal. So a little bit of an are you still awake type game. Then you have a bye. Then you have Stanford at home. Duke at home, and then another buy. So you have two buys in four weeks before you close on the road at Georgia Tech and at UNC. Yeah, and I, I see this uh, I see this schedule that's set up in this way that, you know, you could obviously see a late run and all that good stuff, but I think the importance and the urgency of the coaching staff should be start fast in everything we do. Start fast in everything we do because there's a lot of teams on this roster or on this um there's a lot of teams on this schedule. If you come out and be who you are for about one and a half to two quarters, it'll already be over. Starting fast also applies to in this season. Your toughest part of this schedule is the beginning of the year. Start fast. Be ready to hit the gates running. Be ready to do all the things out the gate. Because if you do what you did last year in that whole, eh, we'll wake up after you get popped in the mouth a little routine. Okay. All right. You will not garner the national respect and you'll have a very hard time finding a spot in the uh, ACC championship if that's the case. You can say what you want about the schedule. You can say what you want in adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU to the conference. If you mess around, you can lose any one of these games. We all know, as NC State fans, you cannot pencil in any of these already. We know this. It's pedal to the metal all 12 games. Don't let the the cupcake schedule talk lull you to sleep. Don't expect to roll through teams. It's going to be a grind. It's, you know, eight weeks before a bye, that's a grind. And two of your biggest teams are in within those eight weeks. It's tough. If this team wants to get to where they want to get, they have to be different through all of this. It doesn't matter who you put in front of us and when you put them there. They got to take care of business for 12 of these things. Could not agree with you more. That's that's the principle of this thing. Up next, we'll be talking about biggest sleeper games to watch and biggest games to mark on your calendar after a quick word from our sponsors. Last couple minutes of our Thursday show here. Still reviewing the 2024 schedule release. Now we're going to get into the biggest games on the schedule. Of course, two of these immediately come to mind. That is week two in Charlotte against Tennessee, week four at Clemson. UNC obviously doesn't scare me, but you think about a scenario where State's trying to get to Charlotte or maybe even further than just Charlotte this year, and UNC's going to be sitting in that sleeper spot. It's at Carter-Finley West. That will more than likely be appointment television. 
Yeah, I think that that's, that's absolutely a, a game that you want to look out for. But I got one that many people may not be as keen of, of, hey, be on the lookout, be aware of this one as some others may be. The game against Syracuse. I knew you were is, going there. It's one to watch because Coach Fran is doing some things up there. That's, you know, he's, he's, he's not – that's home for him. That's very much home for him and that program with what they did in the portal defensively. That's a team that's looking to take on his identity. Now, let me tell you why that game is so important to me and why it's one that many people may overlook. Because you see Syracuse on the schedule and you're used to saying, oh, go ahead, pencil in and win. The problem is the next game, you're on the road to California. I want you to think about that for a second in terms of these coaches and players are not used to having that type of travel for one game when you're in the dog days of the season. That's just the reality, right? And of course, you're looking at Cal and you're, or you're looking at Syracuse and you're saying, all right, if we could just get by them and Cal, these are two very mid teams, then we're at our bye week. Why, why would you think that way though? You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those that if you, if you don't take that thing seriously enough, even in year one, you could be shocked by the orange. So this is one that you got to show up and show out for from start to finish. One additional thing about that eight-week stretch to begin uh, the season before you get to a bye week in late October, six of those eight games are in the state of North Carolina. Five of them are home, and one of them is in Charlotte. So while you do have to go a while before you get that bye, I think it is beneficial that you're not doing a crazy amount of travel. Really, the only travel you have to do is go down to Charlotte and then down to Clemson. Then obviously that last week before, you got to make the big trip out to California. But at the very least, the the travel miles will be much less taxing uh, than maybe we're used to through the first eight weeks of a season. There's a lot of talk about it being a week schedule. I think there's some truth to that. I think I've seen some people talk about how the home slate is not very appealing, but I look at that as, okay, well then let's win every single one of them. Then if you have a week home schedule, then you better not lose. If we're going to sit here and complain about it, you better not lose a single one. of them. We're not trying to get a big head here. Not trying to get ahead of ourselves in January, but the way this team is being talked about the way this team has been put together, you shouldn't be messing around with any of those home games. If they are who they say they are. Yeah, and and to have a to have a schedule where you don't have Florida State, don't have Louisville yeah. in the regular season, you've got to do something with that. You you've got to do something with that. And you talk about the home schedule being weak. Another game I'm looking out for, Duke. Go get yes. your get back. Yes. Go get your get back. They they were not very hospitable uh hostess or host to uh, the red and white of state during that game. I expect some get back. I expect some retribution. I believe it was whatever is given to you uh, will be shaken out, pressed down, and returned tenfold. There needs to be, there needs to be something to pay. There needs to be a toll to pay for coming into Carter Finley and that senior night when they're coming. The get back is a bad mother sucker. This is the time. This is the time. You're looking at the big games here. You're looking at Tennessee. You're looking at Clemson. You see UNC at the bottom of this thing. I really want that Duke game. I want it so bad. 
especially because of what just happened to us in Durham this past season. Realistically speaking here, we haven't had a whole lot of success against Duke football over the course of the last decade, decade plus. It's a little bit embarrassing if we're being pretty honest about it. So I would love nothing more than to lay it on Duke. And again, you mentioned that's senior night. So that's going to be a big time game for a lot of players on this team. It's there's there's more than likely going to be a different buzz in the building for that one. So I would really like to collect that one in emphatic fashion. I want that game so bad. There's, mm, I hope the team wants it more than I do. And I'll just leave it at that. That'll do it for us here on Thursday. As always, thank you all so much for joining us. Be sure to hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. Let us know what you think about NC State basketball's loss in Charlottesville on Wednesday night. Let us know where you think the ship is heading for the rest of the season. Let us know what you think about Keats's tenure. Let us know what you think about the NC State football schedule, the biggest games you're looking forward to, the sleeper games. Maybe you can throw in some schedule predictions. Of course, we're going to do a lot more of that uh, as the year progresses. But anything you got on your mind, throw it in that comment box. We're going to have plenty to choose from for Fan Friday on Friday. If you want your question or comment to be featured, throw something down there. I'll take a look at it. I respond to each and every one of them. Don't be shy. Hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend to tell a friend to hit that subscribe button. And we will see you all tomorrow. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.